showcasing beloved favorites and forgotten gems, this is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Ramsgate in Kent, England, is a very warm welcome to part two of a special two-part edition of the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Archive Show. I am your host, Jason Drury, thanking you very much 
for joining us once again. Now, this is part two of a show, which part one dropped on the Cinematic Sound website in March 2022 as part of the station's celebration of the 90th birthday of the legendary John Williams. These shows are a companion piece to Eric Wood's epic six-part series on the musical career of John Williams, of which, if you haven't heard yet, I do thoroughly recommend you look out for it on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast website and all good podcast providers. But while Eric took a broader view of John Williams' film music career, we will be concentrating on the medium where really it all began, television. We started the show with a piece entitled The Mission, an orchestral suite composed by John Williams in 1985 as a television news package for NBC News. But let's now go back to the mid-60s and a piece of music which which I think is the earliest example of television music by John Williams in my collection. As the 1963-64 TV season debuted, Williams was beginning his sixth year under contract to the television production arm of Universal Studios. During the summer of 63, he composed themes for two high-profile anthology series that debuted that fall on NBC. Kraft Suspense Theatre and Bob Holt presents the Chrysler Theatre. Williams would produce nearly all the original background music for the former and the occasional episode scores for the latter as the season progressed. In spite of his busy schedule, around Labor Day 1963, Williams found time to compose and record a score for The Bronze Locust, which would be the sixth episode of the 11th hour broadcast during its second and final season. The show was a spin-off of the classic series Dr. Kildare, featuring Jack Ging as Dr. Paul Graham, a passionate and caring young psychologist, working under the aegis of elder psychiatrists first played by Wendell Corey and later Ralph Bellamy. While the first year often focused on Dr. Theodore Bassett and court cases, the second season was more concerned with private practice. Harry Silkman was the composer of choice for the series, but he was struggling to compose scores for not just this series, but also Dr. Kildare. So John Williams was hired to score an episode to lighten Silkman's load. In this episode, Elizabeth Montgomery and Robert Lodger guest star as two patients of Dr. Stark. Montgomery plays Polly, an unstable young woman who initiates relationships with men likely to become abusive. Polly Saunders subconsciously begins to evolve a plan that may result in her own death, TV Guide wrote as a synopsis for this episode. Twice wed to men who had treated her brutally, she is now drawn to David Marm. Williams' score features a melancholy theme for Polly, which first appears as a piano source cue, before anchoring the dramatic score in a similar approach that the composer utilised in two themes a decade later, in 1974, for his classic score for The Towering Inferno. So let's now enjoy selections of music from The Bronze Locust, aired in 1963 as part of the series The Eleventh Hour, with music composed and conducted by... Johnny Williams.
Mattress Music from the Bronze Locust. So an episode aired in 1963 for the series The Eleventh Hour, composed and conducted by Johnny Williams. This recording was released as part of a four-disc set entitled TV Omnibus Volume 1. In fact, turned out to be the only volume and was released in 2010 by FSM Records. This is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Right then, do you remember this? It's Land of the Giants, the fourth of the great Owen Allen television series, preceded by Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Lost in Space, and The Time Tunnel. The last two of which were scored by John Williams and featured on the first part of this special show. The series that ran for two seasons, consisting of 51 episodes, was shown in the US on ABC on September the 22nd, 1968, up to March the 22nd, 1970. It was last shown in the UK on terrestrial television on Channel 4. The show starred Gary Conway, Don Matheson, Don Marshall, Stefan Angrim, Donna Lund, Heather Young and special guest star Kurt Kazar. Set 15 years into the then future of 1983, oh I remember it well, the series tells the tale of a crew and passages of a suborbital trans- transport ship named Spindrift. In the pilot episode called The Crash, the Spindrift is en route from Los Angeles to London in an ultra-fast suborbital flight. Just beyond Earth's boundary with space, the Spindrift encounters a magnetic space storm and is dragged through a space warp to a mysterious planet where everything is 12 times larger than on Earth, whose inhabitants, the Earthlings, nicknamed the Giants. The Spindrift crash lands, and the damage renders it inoperable. Very little is known about the home planet of the Giants. This is partly because the Spindrift crew very seldom leave the area where their spaceship crashed in the opening episode. For the series theme and pilot score, Alexander Courage was initially hired to score the crash with Joseph Molodor writing the main theme, but Alan wasn't satisfied with the finished product, so he turned once again to his trusty composer, Johnny Williams, now billed as John Williams. <laughs> ¶¶ 
to rescore the episode and produce a new main title theme. Courage would eventually score episodes for the series as well as Mullendor. Other composers used were Lee Stevens, Harry Geller, Irvin Goetz, Paul Sortel, Robert Prince and Richard LaSalle. As you have heard, Williams's title music opens up with a typical display of overpowering brass including horns and guttural tuba to create the menace of the giants. This is continued in his opening cue to the pilot entitled Off Course which creates a danger-laden atmosphere similar to his earlier work on Lost in Space but also adding contemporary rhythms such as bongos, cymbals and bass guitar. Williams' score has a clear epic feel to it backed up by a virtuoso orchestral performance which clearly shows how Williams' music has developed from Lost in Space to this point. You can hear that he is clearly outgrowing the rigours of television scoring and was ready for far bigger orchestral projects for the big screen that he had worked on up to this point. This will happen firstly as being Owen Allen's composer of choice for his first two disaster blockbusters, The Poseidon Adventure and The Towering Inferno, and then later onto a galaxy far, far away and beyond. Incidentally, John Williams also wrote a new theme for the second season of Land of the Giants, which will appear at the end of this suite of classic action music. So here now is music from The Crash, the pilot of the classic 1968 television series Land of the Giants created by Owen Allen, with original score and theme, composed and conducted by John Williams.
That was music from The Crash, the pilot of the classic 1968 sci-fi series Land of the Giants, which also featured at the end the main title for the series' second season, with music and theme composed and conducted by John Williams. This original soundtrack recording was released as part of a four-disc set released in 2018 to celebrate the series' 50th anniversary by La La Land Records. Delving into the greats of film music's past, this is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. During the late 60s, John Williams was not only involved in scoring TV series, but also also films made for television. One of which has, to this day, a great deal of notoriety through no fault of its own. Heidi was a 1968 NBC made-for-TV version of the classic 1880 novel of the same name by Johanna Sbui, which debuted on the 19th of November 1968. It starred... Jennifer Edwards, stepdaughter of Julie Andrews, and daughter Blake Edwards in the title role, alongside Maximilian Schell, Gene Simmons, and Michael Redgrave. The film's premiere on NBC was preceded by an American Football League game between the Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets, before NBC was contractually obliged to begin the broadcast of the film at 7pm Eastern Standard Time on the East Coast. Network management allowed the game's broadcast to continue to its completion and delaying the broadcast of Heidi into the game's conclusion. However, they were unable to communicate this change to a network control facility in New York, as numerous viewers had called the network to inquire over whether NBC would be broadcasting Heidi or the end of the game. The enormous number of calls blew out all 26 of NBC's switchboard fuses. As scheduled, Heidi began at 7pm, ending the broadcast of the game on the East Coast. Shortly afterwards, Oakland scored two touchdowns during the final minute of the game, winning 43-32 in a major upset that a larger portion of the country was unable to witness. Despite the controversy and its notoriety for this incident, the film itself gained generally positive reviews and a very high ratings. Jerry Goldsmith was originally slated to score Heidi, but with the composer engaged in his score for Hour of the Gun, director Delbert Mann turned to John Williams, his collaborator on Fitzwilly, who had also been recommended by nominal Williams cheerleader Lionel Newman to producer Frederick Brugger. The first thing I needed was a song for the little girl to sing, said Williams in a later interview about the score. The company was already in Switzerland shooting, so I wrote this little melody and had my daughter Jennifer, then aged six, to tape the melody. I sent it to Derbert Mann and he loved it. Post-production included score which was slated for Hamburg, so I flew to Germany. It was during the holiday season and I loved the place and I thought the film was exciting. The members of the orchestra came from the Hamburg Opera and I met some of them before we recorded. I had gone to a few of the productions of the opera and heard them play, and I was inspired by that. I did my best to write a score that would allow the orchestra to show some of its 
beautiful sound to a degree that the film allowed the space to do that. We recorded the score in the Deutsche Grammophon studio in Hamburg which was technically very advanced. So the original recordings I would say were superior to what I was getting in Hollywood. The whole experience was a happy one. Williams's score for Heidi showcases all the elements of the composer's integral sound. The soaring horns, dynamic counterlines, the rich harmonies, the tender intimacy are all there in Heidi and would win the composer his first Emmy. His second would come again, working with the producers of Heidi and director Durbin Mann with Jane Eyre. So here now is music from the 1968 TV adaptation of the classic novel Heidi, with original score composed and conducted by John Williams.
That was music from the 1968 TV adaptation of the classic novel Heidi, with original score composed and conducted by John Williams, taken from the original soundtrack recording which was released in extended form in 2013 by Fortet Records. But now sadly, we are coming to the end of the second part of his tribute to John Williams celebrating his music for television to commemorate the composer's 90th birthday. We started this part with music called The Mission. We end part two with music also called The Mission from the series what Steven Spielberg himself described as the elephant's graveyard for ideas. Amazing stories. This mission was the first of two hour-long episodes of Amazing Stories. This was directed by Steven Spielberg himself. The other, Ghost Train, appeared at the beginning in the first part of our tribute. Menno Menges wrote a script from an original story from Spielberg about a crippled Air Force bomber whose crew desperately tries to rescue its doomed gunner, a lucky charm through 22 missions. Kevin Cosner heads the cast as Captain Spark, whose plane is dubbed Friendly Persuasion. Casey Samasco pays Jonathan, the aspiring cartoonist stuck in the plane's turret, and Kiefer Sutherland plays the radio operator Static. To save the crew, the pilot has no choice but to attempt a belly landing, one that he knows would kill Jonathan. The crew try everything to free their friend, but to no avail. As they near home, Jonathan, who inspires to become a Walt Disney animator, is struck by inspiration by drawing a plane with a landing gear down and praying for a miracle. Such a suspense-driven story would have music which would rev up attention and drama. And John Williams' 30-minute score delivers this in spades. The music not only complements the episode, it elevates it to the realm of classic television. Recorded over two days with a 66-piece orchestra at the Fox scoring stage, orchestrated by Herbert Spencer and Alexander Courage, and recorded by Armin Steiner, this is the definitive example of John Williams not writing down to the medium. The score is as complex, detailed and effective as any score Williams ever wrote for cinema. Much of the score is based on the hopeful theme associated with Jonathan, his artistic talents and unbridled optimism. The highlight is a 10 minute cue which culminates in the show's finale. The cue Jonathan begins to draw begins with grim brass and a percussion motif which underscores the urgency of the situation as the damaged plane nears its commentary base and the situation appears hopeless. When the unimaginable occurs in the landing, the cue encompasses the same sense of wonder Williams conjures up for his scores for Close Encounters and E.T. Rarely has the composer as so brilliantly illuminated the power of true faith. John Williams has been a composer who has always given his best on every project he has worked on. From every Schindler's List to every Heartbeats, he has given 100% hoping his music has made a difference to the production. The same can be said of his work for television. For series such as The 11th Hour and The Pilot Ghostbreakers, the classic works of Owen Allen, Lost in Space, The Time Tunnel, 
and Land of the Giants. The TV films such as Jane Eyre and Heidi write up to amazing stories. Williams always endeavoured to produce his best work for the medium, which is why, on recently completing his final work since his 90th year, film music fans are still crying out for more. This is, in itself, a fitting tribute to one of the greatest ever exponents of composing incidental music to film and television. So here now is a suite from The Mission. Music recorded in 1985 for the television anthology series Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories with original score composed and conducted by the one and only John Williams. This original soundtrack recording was available on volume 3 of the sets of music from the series Amazing Stories released by Intrada Records. Thank you very much for listening to this show. I do hope you enjoyed both parts of this special edition of the Archive on the Cinematic Sound Radio podcast. If you haven't heard the first part, please go to the Cinematic Sound Radio website or your favourite podcast provider to find part one of this show, which was dropped in March 2022. But in the meantime, until we meet again on the Archive or on Talking Soundtracks, from me, Jason Drury, please take care and happy listening.
Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our Tee Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net.